Unless someone has had a very powerful transformation, unless they've undergone deep work, change, growth, in general, our future tends to look very much like our past. In general, unless we really commit to making a change, to being different, and to seeing what it was that made us act a certain way in the past, and to change not just external behaviors, but really the underlying core beliefs, thought processes, identities, all of that that led us to act in a certain way. If we're not committed to really do that work, our future is going to look like our past. Because all of that is the autopilot of how we live. Whether we use the word sanskara, or we speak about subconscious, or we speak about patterning, neural networks, neural pattern, whatever terms we use, they're all different ways of basically saying, you're going to keep acting the same way unless there is a major intervention in your life, a spiritual transformation, a hitting bottom that leads you to really Look at your life in a totally different way and do the work, the psychological work, the spiritual work, to really be different. You're going to keep acting the same way. And all of us, by the way, see this in our own lives. Every time we've made a, a commitment, a pledge, a vow, a resolution, that starting tomorrow, we're going to get up every day and we're going to meditate. Or starting tomorrow, we're going to exercise every day. Or starting tomorrow, we're going to cut out the sugar and the fried foods. Or starting tomorrow, we won't be slaves to our anger or our ego. And then we fail. And then we commit again next Monday or next auspicious occasion. But we see how no matter how many times we commit, we resolve, the patterns are the same. And I share this with you because if this person has had a questionable past, unless she has really done an extraordinary amount of work, Unless she really understands what triggered those actions of the past, she's going to repeat them. So it's not about judging someone or blaming them or discriminating against them based on things of the past, but it is about having clarity with the likelihood that history will repeat itself. It usually does. So again, I don't know what kind of work she's done. But for your side, I would be careful.
to really see, has she done that work? Has she had that transformation? Has she really looked at what led her to behave in these questionable ways in the past so that in the future, when she's triggered, she behaves differently? And if you're sure, if you're absolutely sure, your real heart, a lot of us also mistake when we speak about our heart. We speak more about desire or passion or impulse or that kuch kuch hotai. But that, that kuch kuch hotai is not intuitive wisdom. That's passion. That's excitement. That's impulse. And it's also very beautiful. It's fun. It's the stuff that all sorts of romance books and romance novels are made of. It's the stuff that drama is made of. But don't misinterpret the fireworks of a heart, the fireworks of passion, of lust, of excitement, of attraction. Don't mistake that, which sure feels like it's happening here. But don't mistake that with the real intuitive wisdom, the inner knowing that when we speak about follow your heart, that's what we mean. We don't mean follow the attraction. We don't mean follow the impulse. We don't mean follow the fireworks. And so you need to do that inner work yourself of figuring out when you say your heart is guiding you, is it really your inner wisdom heart? Or is it just the attraction heart? And don't make a life decision based on attraction, based on fireworks, based on lust, based on excitement, based on impulse. You want to make a life decision based on intuitive wisdom, based on deep clarity. And lastly, in terms of your parents, we don't do what they want because of a debt to, our, a debt to them that we have to fulfill. It's not about a burden. Because when you think of a debt, you think of a burden, right? The creditors coming after you and you're the debtor. And it all sounds very burdensome. It sounds very difficult. It sounds very unpleasant. That which we do because it matters to our parents is that which we do out of love. And it should be done given freely. No parent really wants their child to do something just because they feel indebted with a sense of burden upon them. Parents want their children to live in joy, in freedom, in love. They just want what's best for you. Now, of course, a lot of times they have their own agenda. And in many cases, that agenda doesn't necessarily line up with really your intuitive wisdom, with really your individual dharma. But many times it does. 
So weigh what your parents want, not just from the perspective of a debt or a burden, but from the perspective of people who love you probably more than anyone else in the world, who want your best interest probably more than anyone else in the world. And they may be a bit misguided. They may have their own agenda that isn't what you know is your dharma. But at least listen. At least take it into consideration as the opinion, the wishes, the wisdom of those who have known you longer than anyone in the world and who have your best interest really at heart. And if you look at all three of those pieces I've just given you, I think you'll know what the right thing to do is. And the last piece, by the way, is if it's true, it'll still be true next week. So if you're not yet sure, give it time. If it's really meant to be, it's going to be meant to be tomorrow. There's no 24-hour sale in love. There's no get it now or it's going to be over tomorrow in love. If it's right, if it's really right, it will still be there after you have really carefully weighed it and considered it and thought about it. And if it doesn't stand up to the test of that short bit of time, then it wasn't right to begin with.